Hey, welcome to a very special edition of Show and Tell. This is the Hack Club Show and Tell. I'm John Park, and uh, we are really excited today to have a group of makers who come from us, uh, come to us from all corners of the world, who have been participating in the uh, summer of making with Hack Club. Uh, and if you're interested, you can go and uh, Google that, look up Hack Club. But what, uh, what they had was a uh, series of hardware grants that were made available to makers, uh, high school aged makers who wanted to build something. Uh, and so they reached out to us and said that they'd love to come on and show their projects. So uh, we're gonna uh, meet some makers and see what they have created. So uh, first up, I'm gonna bring on Jack. Hey Jack, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, so tell tell me about uh, a little about yourself and about your project. Um, so my name is Jack, and I am from Massachusetts. Uh, I so I designed a exoskeleton or a semi exoskeleton suit, um, and I heard about the grant, so I decided to give it a whirl and. I got the grant, so that's probably the only thing that's actually allowed me to do the project. That sounds intense, an exoskeleton suit. Yeah, it probably can't be cheap either. Yeah. Um, so I around, I got all the parts around two weeks ago, so I started building it then. Um, I got two legs done, and the electronics of component of it is not going so well, but I talked to a system systems engineer at iRobot, and he helped. He's helping me out with that. Oh, that's great! Yeah, um, I actually have a picture of it. If uh, share screen, is this good? Uh, yeah, that's it. Just flip to that tab, and you should be good. Yep. Um, so here's the uh, original design for it. Um, I got I got rid of a bunch of stuff from it because it really just wasn't feasible. But this is what I have so far. On the right is the two legs, and on the left is all the other components. Um, this is what I have so far. It's really basics as as of right now. Um, and the engineer that I was talking about, he told me to build a um, a bench power supply from a old. Uh, PSU that I had on a previous PC build. Excellent. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Oh, that's great. And so uh, you have visions of this being uh, an assistive suit that you would wear and it would add to your strength? Yeah, it's definitely not supposed to take over anything. It's mm -hmm. just if you have slight arthritis or ankles not doing so well, you just strap it on and hopefully eventually it will be more assistive. That is really exciting, a really cool project. Thank, thanks so much for coming on and showing to us. It was really nice to meet you, Jack. And uh, we hope to hear more from you in the future. If you ever wanna come on Show and Tell uh, again and show us your progress, we'd love to see it. Yeah, definitely. I look forward to it. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Oh, that's very cool. Okay, so next up, uh, I know we gotta keep this moving. We've got uh, Kevin. Let me bring on Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Yep. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so I can guess you tell us you a little could, about uh, your project? Yeah, if you could share the uh, my screen. Yep. Sure. Yeah, so I, I made a, a little presentation for this. Um, but it, it's quite short. It, it's just to keep my uh, thoughts in line with what I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, so this summer I made um, the Orpheus Leap, which you might have heard about. Uh, for those who are in Hack Club, you might have heard about it 
from the announcements page. And so this is going to be, this board will be distributed uh, to people around the world, high schoolers around the world uh, for free with, from the uh, Summer of Making grants uh, granted by GitHub. Yeah, so just like a quick intro about myself. So I'm Kevin. Um, I'm currently in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, in that area. And so um, I'm an electrical engineer, a machine learning enthusiast, a PC designer, and an avid uh, hackathon attendee. And so right now I'm uh, working with a few UC Berkeley students um, on their com combat robot robotics team, which uh, is planning on competing in the 2021 season of BattleBots. So, so pretty cool stuff awesome. um, there. Uh, so just to give a quick background about the uh, Orpheus Leap. So in the middle here is Roshan, and then on the right is Sam. Uh, they're both the leads for Summer Making. So Summer Making is the brainchild um, of them. And so Roshan approached me uh, midway through Summer of Making saying, oh, hey, I have this idea. Um, I want to basically make a Arduino-based board in the shape of Hack Club's mascot, which is Orpheus, the dinosaur. And so like, the, like to me, this is a really cool idea. I, like the instant he texted me that, I already had like a bunch of ideas for what I could do. Um, and then I, I guess we just went from there. Um, and then Hugo on the left here joined um, after I designed the board. Right now he's designing basically PCB stickers, which uh, we'll send an announcement later on uh, once they're done in the Hack Club Slack. So here is the actual uh, leap itself. Um, and so to give a few technical specs about it, the board is based off of the uh, Pro Micro. Uh, so the Arduino Pro Micro, meaning it's running the Atmega 32U4. Um, on it, there are 20 I.O. pins, seven of which are PWM channels and 12 of which are analog inputs. Um, and then something I want to just point out about the actual plate, the part placements on the board. Um, I've designed it uh, in such a way that the actual components um, on the leap follow the natural curvature um, of the dinosaur, which I think nice. is quite neat. Um, it took a while to to get it to its current state because uh, mostly it was, it was tweaking here and there and then mm -hmm. um, eyeballing whether or not the uh, the distance between each component is good. Really uh, one other thing, I guess, is the, um, the, the tail and the eyebrows light up blue, which I, uh, so when you plug in the USB, they will light up blue uh, which I think is quite neat. And then awesome. I've included um, a status LED and uh, debug LEDs for the uh, TX and RX lines. That's really excellent. And uh, so people are going to get to get their hands on this board uh, sometime soon, uh, members of Hack Club? Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, it's currently being manufactured in China. Um, it should be done uh, by mid-October. So uh, you people in Hack Club will probably get it uh, late October um, or early November. That's excellent. Uh, do I have enough uh, time to talk about my workflow or now? You know what I'd love is would you come back again next week on Show and Tell and show us more about your workflow? Because we yeah, got to keep moving so we can get to everyone. Yep. But it, I, I would love uh, good. to hear it. I'm sure other people would too. Thank you, Kevin. Really yep. great work. Bye bye. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we're going to bring on Julia. So get ready, cause hey, there's Julia. <laughs> Hello, I'm Julia. I'm from the Hack Club out in Ohio. And with my summer of making hardware grant, I built this robot. It is a Land Rover that is based using a Raspberry Pi, a motor driver, and a lot of different servos with a breadboard. It's mainly used in, it's coded in Python, and then the face detection through the Raspberry Pi is in OpenVC. 
And then the shell of it is built just out of wood. I did it myself. And right now I would say the hardest part about it is just getting the facial recognition um, to turn both servos to be able to detect. But so far I would say the process is going pretty well. That's excellent. So you're using, uh, did you say using OpenCV to recognize faces? Yes. And is that something you uh, need to train uh, with faces so that it th that learns the faces it's looking for or is it general? Yes, it's so if you want GitHub, you can find a different kind of projects where you, you can download to the SD card on the Raspberry Pi, where it'll take a lot of different faces from like Google images, but then more specifically, you have to go off that and find the faces. So right now I'm having to detect my face because that'll be the easiest. Mm -hmm. But yes, it is something that you would have to train. That's really cool. Could you hold it up again? And I'm going to make your, your screen full screen so people can see it. And then the back is just the back. That is excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, like I've said to some other people, we'd love to see uh, more about it in the future if you want to uh, send a video in or, or uh, bring it on in action sometime on, uh, on the live stream or just talk about your progress with it. Uh, we'd love to hear more. Yeah, I'd be honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right. Very cool stuff. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got... Kevin, uh, the other Kevin, let me bring you on here. And uh, hey, Kevin, how's it going? Get my phone set up for this. Right on, yeah. So we're we're trying something uh, tricky here. We're going to yes. get a second we're camera. Get two cameras on. Uh, let's get this. Sorry for. There we go. Camera. Enter. Cool. Right. Hey, um, done it. So, so my, my project, project is. is uh, I can hear my echo. That's not good. Let's move this. My project is a home-built CPU. You can see. Uh, this is a completely homemade CPU. So we have here the heart of everything, the CPU chips, and we have here all the memory and all the wire and circuitry, and I have an Arduino here to talk to it. And I'll just give you a really quick demo as to how this whole mess works. So first thing we need to do is to program the memory, and I've already done it over here. You can see there's some magic here. Um, the program basically writes some uh, bytes and magic instructions to the memory for the CPU to actually execute. Now, the second step would be to actually program the CPU. The CPU is made uh, using something called an FPGA, which is, oh, let's connect the board. An FPGA, which is a field programmable gate array. That means there's a lot of tiny little logic blocks that you could configure. So this is not an emulation. It's not a simulation. It's an actual real logic um, like silicon emulated CPU. Uh, the third step would be to interface with the CPU somehow. Obviously, you could see you can't interface it uh, through it with USB because USB is a very complicated protocol. And you can't interface with it through anything else but the Arduino. So I uploaded this to the Arduino, and we have to connect a wire. Let's get this wire in. You should see an LED light up, and this is very interesting. When you reset the CPU, you should see the LED blink. It actually blinks seven times. So while it blinks seven times, I'll explain why I'm doing this. Um, traditionally, the hobbyist market for uh, like hobbyist projects, they include things like PCBs, and they include things like um, 
chips and other stuff, but you never see a hobbyist design a chip from scratch. They always buy chips. And that's because uh, the chip flow traditionally is very proprietary and closed source. And this project is part of a bigger project. Uh, it's called Homebrew Silicon Club. Give a shout out to those people. Um, this was independent, but now I've kind of merged. Uh, that through there, we're trying to design open source chips, and this is the first step. Anyways, so it's seven times, and after you can see there's a little output, and that zero is the sign of life. That's the CPU outputting zero to the computer to let it know, hey, I'm alive. And Hooray. yeah, it's my project. That is fantastic. And how long did you work on this? Was this uh, something you started at the beginning of the summer? This was, well, the idea came up five years ago for okay. building my own CPU. And this summer, I experimented a bit, and I posted on something called the Scrapbook. And Sam actually said, hey, you know, we have this hardware thing going on. And I said, wow, I could actually build this and make it oh, a reality. And here I am, two months later. Really so. impressive work. I'm so glad it worked out that way. Uh, fantastic, Kevin. Hope we see more of it sometime in the future. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see. Next up, uh, we've got uh, Jason. I'm going to bring you on. Hi, Jason. Hey. Nice to meet you. So what have you got to show us today? So I've been working on this project that'll basically let you like work on code locally from a device that usually doesn't let you run an IDE like an iPad. I don't personally have an iPad with me now, but basically the idea is I have a Pi Zero here. I don't know how well you can see that but uh, it shows like system status, it's showing the current date and time. And then it also shows like an IP address and an SSID for any device with Wi-Fi to connect to. And basically what I'm doing is I'm running something called Code Server that basically lets you in the web browser run an instance of VS Code and you can, you have like a terminal, a file explorer and you can do basically whatever you want. Wow, so this allows you to uh, use any client as your programmer uh, yeah. like an iPad, like you said, onto another device. Yeah. That's really cool. And is this a project that you started at the beginning of this summer? Yeah. It's just been taking that a while of like designing the case and stuff. I'm actually like printing another prototype of the case right now, but yeah, this has been fun. That's great. And it involves a lot of different skills. So you're designing and 3D printing, uh, as well as I imagine, uh, coding for the for the Raspberry Pi to uh, enable it to work as a, as the sort of middle device. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for bringing it on. And if you ever want to show it uh, off to us sometime in the future, uh, maybe with an yeah. iPad connected or whatever you have, we'd love to see it. Awesome. Thank you, Jason. Great work. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, if your camera is working. We'll bring on Artash and Arushi. Yeah, there's your camera. Hey, hello. Hey, great to meet you. Hi, nice to see you. So what uh, what project did you guys build this summer? So our project is called the Mass Scales. And there we go. So uh, hi, by the way, I'm, I'm Artash. I'm in grade nine. I'm, I'm from Toronto. Hi, everyone. I'm Arushi, and I'm in grade six. So the whole idea of our project came a few months ago after schools closed because of COVID-19. We, we realized that, you know, we were at home and when we woke up, we didn't hear as much cars at construction as we usually do. In fact, we could even hear birds chirping outside, which is really unusual. And we were curious about 
what other changes were happening in our environment during this COVID-19 lockdown. So would the sound be less outside? Since there was less cars, would there be less pollution? So to solve this question, I, we made an instrument with sensors. It's right here, actually. And so I made a, I put a pollution sensor, a sound sensor, and a light sensor, and I kept it outside my balcony to get live readings for three weeks. And I was also curious about uh, how, what the change in traffic would be on the road. So I set up a camera outside my house overlooking the main street, and I created an artificial program, an artificial intelligence-based program to count the number of cars on wow. the road. So the way I did this is to take two pictures and subtract these two pictures to get all the moving objects. So then I would count these kind of blobs of moving objects to determine how many vehicles are in the road at a certain point. So the results that we got for the pollution and the sound, they both decreased. And we, in addition, we took two external data sets, the NASA nightlight data from the virus satellite and the COVID-19 cases from the Toronto Health website. So in fact, like the pollution decreased by 40%, for example. And in terms of cars on the road, the number of cars at a given moment decreased by almost two times during the COVID-19 wow. lockdown. So it definitely had a large impact on traffic on the street. So, but this was not enough. We actually wanted to make our data into a musical so people can also hear it. So we decided to have a separate instrument for each data. For example, for Marimba in G major, there was the passage of days and nights from the light sensor. Then vibraphone was for the vehicle emissions. Piano in E major was for the street noise. And flute was for the COVID-19 infection rates. In addition, for the tempo of the musical, we used virus, the virus satellite data and the traffic count on the road. So since our music was literally representing uh, from before, in, during the COVID-19 lockdown to after the COVID-19 lockdown, each instrument represented a different change. So in fact, uh, I can sh play you a short demo of this music. Great, we wanna hear it. What a project. That is fantastic, guys. Uh, we, we need to cut you short because we have a couple more people that need to go and we're going to run out of time. But wow, amazing project. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks. Bye-bye, guys. All right, let's see. We've got uh, Patrick up next and then Rainer X. We'll try to get you, fit you both in before we have to go. Hey, Patrick. Hello. Um, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm I'm really excited about the projects you guys have been showing. What did you uh, bring to show us today from your right. summer? Right, this, this summer I made a, a smart album cover display. We're naming it Frame. Uh, and it takes the music that you're listening to either by recognizing in the room uh, with an API or using the Spotify API. Uh, and then it, it puts it on a 16 by 16 display. And, and it's a it's a, it's a a piece of artwork, um, really. It's it's really beautiful. I'd like to show it uh, if I could share. Oh, yeah. Um, and so here's a, a YouTube video that, that demos it. Um, and so as you, as you flip through albums, it, it, it swiftly and, and, and beautifully um, you know, updates the display. Uh, and, and it's really beautiful. Uh, and it's got a mobile app too, so you can configure it. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. That's gorgeous. I love it. Is this a, um, display a st sort of standard display you're using or something you built to do the, um, the RGB pixels? So, so it's, uh, it's a bunch, it's an LED strip that we wired in snake formation. Uh, oh, and so, so then I, I built a, a resample we had a, we used a default resampling, um, or resizing, but that wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Right. So it, uh, it, it didn't work for us. So I, so I made my own, uh, and then, you know, we flipped every second row. So that way this accounting for the snake out, out for the snake. Uh -huh. method, yeah. Oh, that's terrific. Wow. You did such a nice job and it's so fast. It's that, that one's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that one. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right, and we got time for one more. Raynor X, we're gonna bring you on. Hello, Raynor, how's it going? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, Wait I can hear you. Wait a minute, I'm screaming. I'm sharing my screen. Uh, sure. I see a uh, screen share, here it is. Yeah. Is it not wanting yeah. to show the demo? Okay. You might be able to just scroll through it if it won't allow presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fine now. So this summer I was making a satellite imaging and weather forecast tower. It's a quite a project about NOAA satellites. Many of you must be knowing about it. Uh, NOAA satellites, they are continuously emitting their data in, to, in a radio frequency waves. Uh, and the project is about to receive their data and their data and to uh, make use of it for education and other purposes. So, okay, yeah. Uh, let me show you some of my name. Yeah, here's the schematics of my project. So here's the NOAA satellite. Here you can see antenna and SDR, my laptop. And its data would be stored in Raspberry Pi, local servers, and Hora for the website. Let me share with you some of my progress. So this is I'm still working on my antenna, and here are some of the photos of my project. Uh, is the you can have a look at my antenna. It's the SDR that I ordered from other truth. And is the extended version of antenna that I tried basically more than two, three designs of antenna to have a better uh, reception. And that's just all this. Very cool. So you're designing antennas to extend the uh, the range of the uh, software-defined radio. Yeah. Very. To get the satellite. Well, thank you, Rainer X. We appreciate it. Sorry, we need to cut you short, but before we go, uh, I'm going to yeah. bring on our own Lady Ada to say hi. Hey, Hat Club members. 
It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada Phil. Hello. Um, I hope you all had a great summer with uh, GitHub and making hardware and electronics and programming. Um, summer's a great time to do it. Well, mostly because we're all kind of stuck indoors anyways, uh, working on electronics and uh, or coding and, and just being creative and fun and making something that can explore the world and, and sharing it with our friends. So thank you for coming by um, and sharing your projects. It was super cool. Uh, don't forget to post your projects up on GitHub or post them on social media and share them. Yeah. One, of the, one of the most important Hack, things. Hack Club has a ton of places to uh, put all the summer making projects, but don't let, you know, just because the summer's over, keep publishing. Yeah, po post it up and publish. One of the things that I think a lot of makers and engineers do is they're like, well, it's not done and I don't, I don't feel like it's ready to share. But actually the best time to share things is at the beginning of a project because it's full of hope. Here, like, here's my dreams, here's what I wanna do. And then, you know, as the project continues, you might have setbacks, but then that's when people can come in and give you advice. Um, you know, we're, we have a great Discord, you can come by. I think um, Hack Club might also share projects and help each other. Um, that's how engineering gets done. Engineers don't work alone, they work in teams. And part of that is each person has their own skill sets. And by sharing it, nobody gets stuck. They all learn from each other. It's like super powerful and awesome. It's like if you're playing a role-playing game, you want to have a fighter, you want to have a mage, you want to have a healer, and you want to have like number so four, usually like a ninja or like some black belt type thing, right? Like some hand-to-hand -hand combat. So, you know, you want to have a team that has all these different skills and that's how you're going to win the game and, uh, Defeat the dragon. Yeah, and I wanted to say thanks to Sam and the entire team. Um, I worked on some of the behind the scenes stuff with some of the uh, hack club things. Great work, Sam, bringing all this together. And thanks for having Adafruit as part of it and as part of the hardware grant, getting as much hardware as we can out in the world. Um, you know, we've all—I think we've all—we all started this, uh, and it was a different world. Um, we'll all get through this onto the other side, and you know, the versions of us and all the things we learn and all the people we meet virtually and in person matters quite a bit. So thank you, Sam, again, for bringing everyone together. A lot yeah, of good connections in Thanks everyone for showing your projects. Minds are blown, really great stuff. Thank you. Awesome. All, All right. right, we're gonna sign off this Hack Club show and tell. And then yeah, we have another one in four minutes. Another show. Things are moving. We never stop. All right. You can come by the next one if you want to. I'm yeah. gonna stop you. See you Bye. Again. Thank See you, JP, for hosting. Hope you all had a great summer of hacking.